thrills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from a bunch of people who used to watch Bills games together in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Mars from right outside Philly. Joining me tonight, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here from Colorado. Greetings, greetings. Happy New Year, everyone. And up there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Bruce City, USA, Buffalo Bill Nichols is here. What a year, baby. Let's keep it rolling. What a year. Bad year to have a podcast because this team so frequently leaves us speechless. And the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, Sujit, is with us from Park Ridge, Illinois. As the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, I want to recognize the fact that I've answered none of your messages. I don't care. I just want the Bills to win. And really, what is there to talk about? What do you need to hear about? Lincoln Station is closed. We're just fucking winning games. That's all there is you need to know. Well, we, we won a big one today against what was supposedly the best defense in the league. Instead, we put up 56 points on them, uh, eight touchdowns. Two of them, of course, one on special teams, one on defense. Uh, Suge had the foresight to get some money behind that, so we're all $100 richer for that. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, Woo! tell your loved ones, tell everybody you know in Bill's Nation how you found this podcast. Word just came out that we will be playing the 1 o'clock game on Saturday against the Indianapolis Colts. Today we destroyed the Dolphins. We've got a lot to talk about. It's been incredible. We don't know what else to say. So let's not waste any more time and get into it. Go Bills. Clank. So 56 to 26 was the final. I actually um, missed the touchdown to Gabe Davis and another Dolphins touchdown because I briefly switched over to the Pittsburgh Cleveland game. Same thing. I did the same exact thing. And then my dad called me. He's like, oh, did you see that pass? Did you see that pass? I'm like, no. And I felt like a bad fan for a second. But then I realized, wait, no, not really. I'm not a bad fan. But of course, then I of course then I rewinded it and I watched the Gabe Davis one. It was it was pretty cool, but yeah, I actually still haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. But somewhere in there was a, a missed extra point attempt or a point after attempt from the Dolphins, I believe. They went for two. They, they we went finally, for two and missed we, it. Well, had they? We ke- finally stopped somebody on a two point conversion. It's a good way to go into but the. But if yeah. they had kicked. The extra point, what I'm trying to get to here, it would have been three consecutive victories of 29 points. 29 points against the Broncos, 29 points last week against the Patriots, 30 today against the Dolphins. This Bills team is rolling, and we won't spend a lot of time on it because there's not a ton to say, but I suppose it wasn't all pretty. Cass, we'll start with you. You're Jenny Cremel bummer of today's game. You got it. I'm, I I've I'm, talked about this on the text chain. I apologize to you, Mrs. Day, but I've got to take your son. Number one, mm, yeah, not able to show up on the pod tonight. Apparently, he's got hot Sunday night plans. But number two, Suge put out a really great bet, right? So we didn't know what was going to be going on today. How long starters would be going? What players we could pick? What the over? What the under? It was a crapshoot. So Suj said... But we knew one thing. Exactly. We knew that we were chasing that defense special teams points, and we got them today, and all four of us were in, except for Jeff. So he kept us from going all in, and he kept $100 out of each of our pockets. So my Jenny Cremail yes. goes to none other than Mr. Jeff Day. 
Yeah, good call. One hundred dollars out of your pocket, Suja's bills and mine. Two hundred out of Jeff's. So jokes on you, Jeff Day. Coming to you now, Bill. You're Jenny Creamel of today's game. Yeah, I guess I'm supposed to think about this before I go on air, huh? Not you. I mean, I got one for you. Yeah. This is the best I got. I've been meaning right, to say this for it. a week. How about the Radio.com app? Can we be done with this piece of shit? It's I mean, so bad. It, here's what it doesn't integrate with. Um, Bluetooth. It doesn't do everything. Well um, everything. Apple CarPlay. It doesn't work well with that. It doesn't apparently, Cassie's pointing at her watch. Apparently, it doesn't do well on the Apple Watch either. Uh, to, to internet connection seems to be hit or hit or miss. Even if you got one, if you don't have one, you're out of luck. It's a terrible, terrible product. The uh, it's not. It doesn't navigate well. It's hard to find things. The WGR app was perfectly sufficient. I'm sure they took some money to put it on this this aggregate program, um, but it's terrible. It's awful. And the other awful thing that I actually haven't complained about because nobody listening to this podcast, well, certainly nobody on it, and I doubt very many people listening either, what Radio.com does enable is local advertising, and I get like the queerest ads for Penn Medical System that plays like this weird Metallica song, and I'm not really sure what the tone is meant to be or what they're meaning to convey, but it's a song about nothing really matters, and it's for a healthcare system. So, <laughs> like front to back, care.com, care. no, radio.com, uh, your products, it stinks. It's lousy, and unless you're listening to us or B Bills MNY every week, it's it's your one of your few vectors to on demand Bills content, and it's a consistent letdown. Unlike this Buffalo Bills team, Suge, coming to you. So okay, I got well, one. Hold as on. as oh, I got one. I got one. Go ahead. Thanks, thanks for buying me some time. Uh, and I 100 percent agree on the Radio.com app. All right, mine is in the end that everything turned out great, right? But Sean McDermott, the, honestly, that was the most stressful half of football I watched. <laughs> The entire season. Every time I was just waiting for someone to get hurt, and it just scared the hell out of me the whole time because I'm just like, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And when Diggs went down, it looked like maybe he had a concussion or his neck got broken or something, man. And I know Diggs does that a lot, but this one looked particularly bad. I think he was milking it for the flag. <sighs> well, great. Awesome, right? But, I mean, the whole uh, – so I'm just going to give it to Sean – for giving me like heart palpitation, heart palpitations, you know, almost uh, you know, heart attack, having to worry about it. I got, I got my nails are like half bitten. By the way, do you guys ever use a, a nail filer? Never. What do you mean? Have you ever used a nail file? You ever use a nail filer as man? Yes. I'll clip all day. I normally just clip, but yeah, I mean, I have if like I got a weird hangnail or something. It's a pretty good tool. I enjoy it. Are you kidding me? Are we having just, this conversation? It's a fucking what? nail file. Well, it's like know, the never most basic like, fucking tool in the world. I both hands in less than a minute. I just go clip, clip, triangle, yeah, clip, clip off the clip. tip. How often? Yeah, you clip, 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 clip. How, wait, how often are you clipping your nails? I, well, when my skin starts to itch, that means my nails are too long. What is happening right now? Cassie, please help me. What the I bite, hell see, I bite is mine. going I bite on? Mine. I mean... Oh, you bite your nails, so that's why you don't know enough about nail... Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, okay. You know, um, I have a... We had to put that nail polish on Lucia that tastes like shit, so that when she bites her nails, mm-hmm. it, like, gives her, like, poison. Um, so, anyways... Well, all right, well, I got one. biting your nails, though? Seriously, what's wrong with it? It's actually well, she really was, bad for you. She was biting it down to, like, damaging the skin underneath it and getting infections and stuff like that, so... 
She didn't some actually really get gross stuff under there, man, that you don't want to be ingesting. Really? Well, more importantly, there's some really nasty stuff in your mouth that you don't want to put into your bloodstream on your skin. You can get a really nasty cellulitis on your fingers. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah. So don't do that anymore. Okay. All right. Well, good. Glad we're back on track. Good times, guys. Um, so I'm going to say, and you say that I get us off track. Jesus. Um, all right. I am going to say my Jenny Cream Ale bummer of this week and the whole season, and really probably now my whole life, is Josh Allen. And it's because what? Josh Allen has ruined quarterback play for me i cannot watch any other quarterback and think that they're even remotely good i had to sit here and watch mitch trubisky today and like even when he made good plays they was just like oh what is this like floating shit that yeah. he's doing and like when we watched matt barkley i was just like oh god that's really bad then he made these great plays but even his like deep pass to gabe davis i was like god what a floating mess that thing's been up in the air for like eight days like i just he has ruined other quarterback quarterbacks for me like I, he doesn't i mean nobody can throw the ball like him other outside of like the elite three you know there's just no one else that does that even you watch Tannehill, you watch these other people that are good quarterbacks it just doesn't compare and so that's what i want to say and then but i also want to come back because i didn't get a chance to say this earlier in the season when we talked about it and you guys are gonna talk about the radio.com app i'm gonna say fuck frank okay I'm going to say fuck Frank. Not everybody likes Frank. Not everybody likes... Don't tell me you just... Oh, everybody likes Frank. No, not everybody liked Frank. Frank might have been a racist son of a bitch. Okay? I'm... You know what? You talk so much about Frank and how he's such a great guy that I'm kind of glad he got hit in the work zone. I'm not going to lie. I'm just... I'm tired of it. I'm at a loss. I'm tired of it. I'm searching for... I'm searching. I'm searching for... That's the best fucking advocate for Frank you could find? Was this man that can't put together a sentence? I'm tired of it. Y'all talk too much about Frank. Frank is not that... You know that Frank beat his wife, okay? You know there's some bullshit going on with Frank. Just like you These people got got families. Yeah, well, maybe if Frank was nicer to his family, he wouldn't fucked up his karma to the point where he gets hit in a fucking goddamn work zone. (laughs) Frank, watch where you're going, man. Okay, now... Everybody, everybody, chill out. I'm saying you should slow down in work zones. Billy did. Billy watched that ad, and it worked for him. But you don't need to keep playing it over and over and over and over again. It makes me dislike Frank. It makes me not. I actually speed up now a little bit in the work zone because I'm like, if I find Frank again, I'm going to hit him. <laughs> See, I'm not getting this Radio.com app. I was, however, last year they were doing like those, like, what's your one thing? And what's your do you remember thing? those about yeah, like yeah. saving the environment and like yeah, one oh, of them like, plastic kept, straws? Yes, no, it was it was like carry your own. But she kept saying or like paper straws. Yeah, give me paper straws or give me death. And like they kept playing it over and over. But she kept saying something. I don't know if that was exactly it, but whatever it was was needlessly aggressive and morbid. And it was about non disposable straws. And 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 it was and I actually get a, a variety of commercials, although I don't listen to a lot of live radio, so maybe you're getting more than me. I haven't gotten this Frank commercial. Uh, but oh, so I only plastic straw commercial all the time. Yeah, I only listen on on, on, on the recorded stuff. Like I, I get the latest audio or whatever, and yeah, so that so is like I pre-recorded. I think it's Illinois specific. I still get it because I think it. They think I'm in Chicago. Oh, you're you're close oh. enough. You you drive you, right. you drive to Yet, Illinois. They did say, yeah, yeah, he was working in Cook County. Right, yeah, so that probably makes sense. Well, anyways, if any of the rest of y'all, I mean, some of y'all are from Chicago, if you have listened to it, uh, fuck Frank. 
Uh, hey, real quick, to touch on Josh for a second, um, and we'll probably talk about him a lot more, but, yeah, he's – I mean, Kerry brought up an interesting point because I was complaining about the about the pandemic and how this – you know, I'm just – I'm torn because it is it's this season and it's the weird Super Bowl and all of this stuff right and we can't be there and I'm just like oh, I wish the fans were you know were there to see see it and she's like well you know how do you know Josh maybe Josh wouldn't have developed in the same way like he had didn't have as much pressure with the fans being there like who know and it's like who knows if that made a difference but the reality is he got to thrive in this pandemic atmosphere and he's he is where he's at so whatever right like let's take it and let's say that's been part of his development and part of the reason why he's been able to develop and let's just run it for the rest of the next 10 years are you saying that he has thrived in the quiet environments and that's that's made it easier on him that that's yes that was the uh theory or point that was you know i don't 100 percent buy into it but i didn't i hadn't thought about that before and i'm willing to accept that as like a, okay yeah maybe maybe not right i actually i do think that rookies and younger players have been able to thrive in this environment and i think part of it is that uh, and, and young teams have been able to gel faster and it's because there's less distractions there's just simply are right you're not going out mm. to the clubs you're not going out to the bars you're not doing all that stuff that a young player with suddenly a lot of money is going to end up doing and and like it or not that stuff takes away from your focus yeah, right if, uh, you, if if you have nothing else to do you, you remember aaron williams right and his whole letter that he wrote to buffalo and his whole thing of like i wish i knew being a young player to really focus on the game because he thought he lost some really good years of him being able to play because he got caught up in a lot of things. So it's it's it. I think it definitely has been a contributing factor not only to Josh Allen, but the way this team gels. And then also, like, being in Buffalo, too, right? Like, it's a smaller town. There's not a lot going on. Like, there's not a lot to do. You're kind of, you know, up there in, in, in western New York. I, I think that that's been a benefit as well of keeping the players really focused. Well, Cass, you very astutely made the point that this team was well-built to withstand the COVID because of the discipline and unity and cohesion and all that shit when we talked about it in the spring. So who knows? We'll, I guess we'll wait and see next year, but why worry about that now, huh? We won a game today. We swept the AFC East for the first time in franchise history, tied wow. the most wins mm. for a Bills team in franchise history. Josh Allen broke about every record you could set for a quarterback. Stephon Diggs has broken about every record and I'm going to start because my Labatt Blue MVP broke a record today, too. And I don't want to overlook the fact that our rookie kicker is having himself a year. He yep. beat Steve Christie's all-time points record today for a Buffalo Bills player in his rookie year. Now, I know that all stats are inflated, and especially now. But whatever. He's a rookie. And this team had an opportunity to put him on the shelf after what seemed like kind of a shaky start. And Hauschka was still kicking around on the street. They stuck by their man, and and you know, knock on wood, we still have to see what he still have to see what's what's going to happen with the kid's leg and with his arm or with his leg and with his head when he's kicking in the playoffs here in the next couple of weeks. Um, but looking here, I couldn't find any place that had updated point stats. He went into this to this game fourth in the league in points, and he got eight more points today. So 
he may be finished in the top three in points for the year. Um, and yeah, let's let's not overlook that. I just wanted to bring that up because there's a lot of superlatives that we can put out there about a lot of players in this team, and I feel like he's gotten overlooked. And um, we should be thankful what we have there. The kid's got a, a just a, a cannon for a leg, puts it in the back of the end zone every time on kickoff, so never have to worry about that, and has proven himself to be pretty reliable. Um, so why? How did that? How did that work out, right? I feel like the the teams of the past, all we did was score field, score field goals. Is it a bun- bunch of extra points that's like caused him to? I mean, it can't be that many, eight, right? Eight today. I mean, I, he's attempted fifty one extra points. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it is, right? Because it's. I feel like he has. We haven't kicked that many field goals, right? Um. He has. He has the. Going into today, he had the fourth most extra point attempts and the fifth most field goal attempts. That's really interesting. In a year yeah. when scoring is up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. I just I always think of the teams back in the day where we couldn't score a touchdown. We would just you know go down the field and kick a field goal like the tie rod areas. I guess and, we didn't get a, yeah. We didn't get it past the uh, opponent's forty-five yard line that many yeah. times. Yeah, <laughs> too many three and outs. Yeah. Jeez. How t- so, yeah, I mean, how the that. times I, have changed. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a couple other names here that I'm sure we'll get to or, or we'll come up as we come back around, but do want to make it all the way around the horn. Billy, you're nodding. You're LeBat Blue MVP of today's game. Yeah, I'll tell you what. My player is Isaiah McKenzie, and he just, he just went out there and balled, man. And, you know, we knock him, right? I don't I don't knock him a lot, but I know you guys knock him. It's cool. I get it, the whole straight line thing. I'm on board. I get it. But, he did it again today. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, he did it on one play or two plays, whatever. But he also did some awesome things. And good for, <laughs> dude, good for him for his confidence going into the playoffs and Josh's confidence in him. Not that it, I don't think Josh has – I think Josh has confidence in all of his guys. But uh, to be able to call up, dial up a play for McKenzie when everyone else is focused on the other players um, and have McKenzie – I mean, McKenzie is a uh, knock on wood – he he's pretty sure-handed, right? Like he he has never really had the case of the dropsies, and I'm sorry, I don't want to jinx things, right? But um, anyway, he had a great game, uh, so really love what he brought to the game. My um, my kind of like off the radar uh, Labat Blue MVP is our our banner. You guys, we put up that banner at the end of every single game, uh, whatever it's called. Um, victory, what are they? Victory banners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this victory banner said, "It says who has more fun than Buffalo." Mm-hmm. And I think it just sum- it sums it up, man. Nobody exactly. These guys are just balling out. They're having fun. I love, 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 love how you got a mix of starters and second teamers or practice squad guys, and the lowest guys in the totem pole when they were making good plays. We had all the players in there that were just. You know, chumming it up with them and slapping them on the heads, and Mario Addison, you know, giving, um, you know, giving props to people or Vernon Butler, whoever it was. Just it was great. It was great to see the team rally around those guys. And you never know, we might need some of them coming coming here in the uh, in the final stretch of the season. So uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to see. You really just saw from top to bottom how this organization is run and how the team uh, has uh, has has really come together. Well, that's yeah. been going on since McDermott got here. There was a play in 2017 
when like Brandon Tate picked up like a key first down or something. Oh, yeah. One of those wild games. And like, yeah, and we talked about it on the pod. It was like everybody on the sideline was going nuts and it was great. Um, and I guess that that's just the culture. We talked about what it means to be a Buffalo Bill when you come into this locker room, what's expected of you and to hear the or to hear and to see Mario Addison as part of that as in his first year as a Buffalo Bill means that it's really something. Uh, but I, I guess the obvious question here is, Bill, was that an invitation for somebody to talk a little bit about Antonio Williams? No, that's mine, you son of a bitch. I had a lead in and everything. Go for so, it. So, yo, 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 what y'all know about Antonio, okay? <laughs> Antonio <laughs> Williams. I didn't know he was on the team. You guys know I don't even know the names of the actual starting players. But Antonio was like, who's this? And also, who's number 44? Tyler Matikiewicz, that's too many syllables in one name. But Antonio Williams was a beautiful and wonderful, <laughs> extra beautiful surprise. I mean, I, I, what I really want to see is what's his top speed. Because the guy's got a little bit of quickness to him. You know, he's not shifty and he's not power, at least it looks like. But he's just a little bit of mix of everything. I mean, is he the next Fred Jackson? I don't know. Is he the next Sean Williams? I don't know. But I'm just excited wow. the fact that there is a player that's so deep down our depth chart that he's on the practice squad and he's making plays against what's supposed to be a vaunted defense. That's what I actually want to talk about too is that even our backups were playing against this vaunted Miami defense that had all their starters in. The system is good. The process is good. And this offense is just good from top to bottom because the scheme works. People know where they're supposed to be. People understand what they're supposed to do. So even Antonio Williams or, you know, whoever can make plays. So I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit of uh, something on Antonio Williams. He started his college career at Ohio State. He was a four-star, career, uh, four-star recruit. Uh, and then he ended up transferring to North Carolina after his sophomore season because he just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't working out for him at Ohio State. Here's a little nice little tidbit. If Buffalo wants to consider adding him to the roster for the playoffs, he can contribute on special teams because he was UNC's special teams MVP winner uh, in 2019. So how about that? Maybe mm-hmm. we maybe we will see him added to the roster. Mm. Hey, does anyone? Yeah, I, what was the story with Andre Roberts this game? Great question. Well, he was injured Nobody, toward the end of last. He didn't play the second half of last game, correct? Yeah, I think that's true. But he was on the injury report initially, and then I thought he was off of it, so that's why I didn't. Was he a healthy scratch today, or just was he no, dressed? He was, he was active. active. He, just, he was he dressed. He was dressed. He just wasn't. Yeah. Unclear. Uh, Yeah, the Antonio Williams thing, I mean, that guy, if they were taking it easy today, somebody forgot to tell him. I mean, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like, that dude was running hard out there. And I I love it. Not that our other guys don't. I I think that both Singletary and Moss are so effective because they're so smooth and Moss is smooth and strong and Singletary is smooth and obviously quick as hell. I would not call Antonio Williams smooth by any stretch of the imagination, but he, <laughs> dude, dude runs with purpose, and it was fun to watch. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. I mean, some of these backups, um, you know, I, I did want to talk about number 44, Tyler Matakevich or whatever. I didn't know who he was. All I know is that every time I saw a tackle happening in the second half, there's number 44 running around the ball. And we were like, who is that? Who is that? Is that Dean Marlowe? No, Dean Marlowe's 31. You know, like, anyways, it's just, it was so great to see. And I think these guys, you know, when you're number 44, Tyler Matakevich, or you're Antonio Williams, you're not making the field when we have one of the best offenses in the league, right? Like, mm. you're not going to make it onto the field. So when you have this opportunity, it's so exciting for you to play, you know, with the rest of this your team. You know, actually be on the field and do all those things. Um, because otherwise, you're not knocking Zach Moss and Devin Singletary out of the lineup, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, just, it's great to see for them. It's great to see them be a, getting to be a part of this high-powered offense, even when our superstars weren't on the field. That where they could be the superstars. Cass, round us out now. Your MVP of today's game. Yeah, so we haven't seen him on the field because he's been injured. But mine is really two parts. It's John Brown because it was great to see him back mm-hmm. out there. And he, did, he hasn't lost a step, right? Like making catches on the sideline, dragging his feet, great form, catching everything that's thrown to him. But also I loved the two-minute drill, right? To, the the, the one-minute yeah, yeah, drill? Yeah, exactly. We did too fast. But, like, we're all sitting there. We're up, what, 21 to 6. We're like, Allen's not going to come back in. And he comes back in. I mean, it even faked out the broadcast. The broadcast thought Matt Barkley was coming back in. And then all of a sudden, they were like, oh, shoot, switch cameras, switch cameras. It's, uh, it's Josh Allen coming on. But uh, I loved giving our offense a chance to run a two-minute drill, and then capped off at the end with the John Brown touchdown. Um, I, I just thought that that was great. And, and that's, what, that's what we should have done. The team needs practice. We need work. It doesn't hurt. Nobody got injured. You know, I know everyone was nervous about it, but these are players. Players come to play, and that's what we need to let them do. So I, I loved it. I love seeing John Brown back in there, and I'm glad Allen played out the rest of the half. Um, cause I, I think it's good momentum and exactly what the team needed. Yeah. I did not share Bill's, uh, nervousness. I think that an injury would have been supremely unlucky, but people were treating it as if it were inevitable. And there's really nothing to suggest that it was that, um, I mean, obviously the probabilities go from zero to something when they are playing, but it's not like. They were at risk of being decapitated by virtue of entering the playing space, and so Cass, I'm with you. I I I feel like it's it's. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty high downside if if it goes poorly, but at the same time, there there is some benefits to to doing it, and and they they capitalized on it, which this team has just consistently done. I mean, I would say it worked out as well as it could. If you're Sean McDermott. It allowed, us, it allowed John Brown to play a little bit bigger of a role. I mean, everyone got a little gun-shy when they saw Cole Beasley went, go down. But, you know, John Brown, Cole Beasley, or Stephon Diggs can go down in the first play of the first playoff game, right? So you That's you, right. you, you just play the game, right? That's so all. So can Josh Allen. Billy, right. if you were talking there, we couldn't hear you. Yeah, I realize that. I would say if, if you're Sean McDermott, it worked out as well as it could have worked out. Right, yes. like <laughs> we we got some we got some nice playing time. They clicked on all cylinders. Josh had that one pick, but that whatever that was a good pick. Um, and we came away with knock on wood. I mean, we don't believe there were any significant injuries. I was a little bit surprised that Feliciano stayed in the game after he got mm-hmm. banged up, uh, but he did finish 
the first half, and then they ended up taking him out around uh, the same time. And I know offense defense, but when Milano, it seemed like it was what f- middle of the third quarter or in a little bit beginning of the third quarter, they brought a bunch more guys out. Now this is this is when it would be beneficial to have a very articulate former player on our podcast because Billy, when he was like hobbled and a couple other guys were kind of like doing this, you know, um, all I could think was we have no perspective for what these guys must possibly feel like at this point in the season. And to think that any of those guys are going out there and not feeling some pain or aren't going to get blasted on a spot that's been tender for a month and a half. And when you're in the cold, damp environment of Buffalo, it's probably that much worse. So maybe it was the just didn't want to accept the severity of what might be happening part of me that was watching the game. But I kept telling myself, like, no, all these guys are in pain. All these guys are playing through it. They're going to be playing through it, and they're absolutely going to be playing through it in the playoffs. And if anything else, Cass, it's, it's another opportunity to practice. Yeah. and Calcify those bones. And, and I think that that's the point. I mean, I, I've i played, you know, pretty serious, you know, soccer and whatnot. And, and there's a point where just going out there and playing gets you into the game shape. It keeps you active. Yeah. Like, and that I think is really important for this team, especially for the, the whole fact of we started off really slow. Allen gets the pick, you know, defense was, it wasn't kind of clicking. We, we, we gave up, you know, we went down three, nothing. And then, you know, it, it felt like Miami was able to drive on us, but like, being able to come over that, like all those learnings and everything you get out of that, I don't think you can discredit how important that is for the team to say, okay, yeah, we've done this before. Alan, hey, I've turned over the ball on our side of the field and you know, and the defense came out and stopped him and I am able to go back into the game, make completions, go down and score. I, I think just all of that is so critical to us going into the playoffs and I think it will only suit us. And and I love seeing people like Ben Roethlisberger and the, and the Chiefs sitting their players because I think it will come back to bite them. So on that point, a, a, a similar concept here, I know that we were all crushed by the Hale Murray. I was not. Okay? And, I, and, and maybe it's a little revisionist. Maybe I'm just justifying myself in, and it's easy with hindsight being 2020 and all. But I think there was a voice in my head that was saying, Good, good. Get one more painful loss, get it yeah. in before the bye, and get it against the NFC opponent in a in a completely low stakes game. Because if we hadn't lost that game, then you you have to go all the way back to the Kansas City game on October nineteenth that this team has lost. And we would we would have made it this far into the season, maybe, maybe we would have dropped one since then that would have turned into that loss. But that Cardinals game was a little bit of the pebble in our shoe. And did it suck? Yeah, it sucked. Uh, it sucked that we weren't watching highlights all week of Josh Allen's incredible throw to St- Stephon Diggs, and instead we had to watch the Hale Murray over and over and over again, and still will for a very long time. Um, but I think that, you know, you talk about calcifying your body and and, and giving you something to, to play through and something to remember. I think that game is, is going to serve us well here over the next few weeks. Yeah. I mean, if anything, we didn't place close games after that if i'm not mistaken we have we have won every game by double digit, digits since 
Yes. Right. So we're like we're not we're not going to leave it down to a Hale Murray anymore. No. No. And and we won the week before by double digits too. So I mean it's they, they were on a roll. They got they got kind of they got punched in the gut a little bit and they got right back on a roll again. So uh, they can't afford to be punched in the gut now. Now it's uh, now it's on, baby. It's playoff time. Uh, Indianapolis Colts coming to Buffalo Bills Stadium Saturday, one o'clock. Here we go. Uh, watch the end of those games. I think it would take a pretty monumental meltdown for this team to lose to Philip Rivers. It would take fluke turnovers and just like fluke plays. Long busted plays and busted coverages that this team just can't recover from, and it's gonna ha- it's gonna take a handful of those plays for this team to lose. And I don't want to get cocky, you know. For the last month and a half, everyone seems to have the same attitude, which is: Is this team really this good? Is this gonna be the team that beats us? And then we're just going to blow their fucking doors off. I'm I'm now kind of getting into the mindset of like, no, we're just gonna go blow their fucking doors off. Which, being a scarred Bills fan, makes me then. You know, the other voice in my head comes in and says, aha, this is when we lose, when you start thinking that way, even though the entire season and everything we've said on this podcast indicates otherwise, that this isn't the same old Bills. It's not how that works. Um, so I don't want to be that way. And I think this I think this Colts game is a very favorable matchup for us. 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The only person that I, that I want to keep an eye out is that, that um, Taylor, the running back. Jonathan right? Taylor. Jonathan yeah. Taylor, right? He's so a good that, that's the other, I mean, he's good back. I mean, is, is he f- whatever Derrick Henry? No, you know, correct. But um, <clears throat> but still, that's the only thing. And and I, frankly, you know, we used to suck, right? It's important that we remember what we used to suck about versus what we suck. We used to suck against the run. We have not sucked against the run recently, you know. Um, and the thing is that you want to beat us with the run, okay. Yeah. So this what's is the tw- plan then 20, when Josh Allen scores thirty five points? Yeah. You know? So you can you can take your eight minute drives, but then when it's followed by seven points in two minutes, and that's just what happens over and over and over and over and over again. And then when you do try to throw the ball, we pick you off. Like I mean it's just hey, you know, bring it on. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Frank Frank Reich, I love Frank Reich. Old neighbor of mine. One of my one of my uh, favorite stories was uh, when I was playing street hockey. Uh, on his street and you know i mean i was quite the all-star in most sports and Mm. Mm, i actually uh accidentally ran into got blindsided by his mailbox uh my my bad um so mailbox came out of nowhere mailbox came out of nowhere i don't know who put it there anyway uh his uh i'm not impressed with his play calling and he's like a total run first like balanced attack that type of uh he, it's almost as if he's trying to relive his Bills years, like with that offense. And you know, Philip Philip Rivers is Jim Kelly or him, right? And Jonathan Taylor is Thurman Thomas. So I don't know. They don't scare me. I, I I'm with you. I mean, it's I, I am not. Yeah, it's certainly a run first. Yeah, I I'm not worried at all. Like. I think we're going to come out there, we're going to be prepared, and we're just going to play them like we've played every other team this year, and we're going to take care of our business, do what we need to do, and put the W on the board. You know, and the other reason I'm not concerned is because this team doesn't play down to opponents. That's the old Bills, right? When 
that's the thing. Like, I was like, okay, oh, remember we were talking about the trap game, Denver being the trap game, right? That, oh, well, this is uh, this is the perfect trap game. Oh, New England. Oh, they're going to let their guard down because New England's no good. No, we just started trouncing people, and we don't take teams for granted. It's part of the process. It's part of that methodical approach that mm. uh, McDermott has that, that, that the next team in front of you is the best team in the league, and you have to do everything to beat that team. And as long as you do that, you're never going to lose. Yeah, tough to argue any of that. Like I said, um, it's we're 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 sort of transforming, have been transforming as fans out of the well. This is when they blow it. To <laughs> we're not going to blow it. We don't blow it. That's not what this team does. And and I stand by what I said before, which is it, it's going to take a series of flukes for us to lose to this team, because like you said, Josh Allen can score twenty eight points in the blink of an eye. At least he has been for the last six weeks, and I don't see that changing. I, I don't. I don't see this game being any different. Which is like it's a race to thirty, and you better beat us there because if you don't, like we're just going to shut you down when you try to pass on us. I have, I have one thing to say, and I, I think as Bills fans, especially this group, maybe not Suji because he's still still super stu- superstitious as hell, but like we've all come out of it pretty quickly, like. We had 20-plus years of really bad losses and really bad teams. And I feel like, I don't know, I'm like, when when looking at the over last week, I was like, yeah, no problem. We're going to get it all on our own. Like, talking to people, people are like, oh, are you worried about this game? I'm like, nah, we got it. Like, I have so much confidence, and I don't know where it came from, right? It came from the middle of nowhere. And I feel like I've just forgotten the last 18 years of, like, game watching and I just feel like I have a short memory and I you know and and I don't know I feel like you guys are the same but it's it's pretty freaking cool right and my mom is always oh I don't know and I'm like mom shut up like the bills you're you're the old team this is the new way of the bills I would say that it's it's actually a fairly recent development I I would say that like I think for most people at least for me, and correct me if, if, if it's different for you, I think the Niners game was the turning point. And that was fairly late in the year. That was what? That was like week 13? That was, Dece- that was, in, that was in the month of December. That was December 7th. Uh, because before that, it was the Chargers right off the bye. Oh, okay. Oh, we beat them by 10 points. Before that, it was the Cardinals. We lost the game. The Seahawks put up 44, 1 by 10. That's when we're kind of like, oh, well, maybe... You know, but the week before that, it was six field goals against the Jets, no touchdowns. Then it was two consecutive losses, the Chiefs and the Titans. I'm going backwards here. Raiders, uh, Cass, I think I remember you saying quite a bit against the Raiders and Rams. I want a team that just puts people away. We were saying the same shit against the Dolphins the week before, and the week before that was a game against the Jets where we all said, okay, but it's the Jets. I I really feel like that Niners game was when everybody suddenly started thinking, maybe and then the Steelers and then it was like huh and then we just we just blown the last three teams out of the water so here we are my honestly mine it didn't come to complete acceptance for me until last week against the Patriots where I I mean I just finally was will uh, was uh I'm not ready to accept it or so confident to accept it 
But when we just blew the doors off of them and didn't, it wasn't even a contest. Like it was just not even, it was two different worlds. It, I just started to see the NFL. It was us and the rest, right? Us and a handful of teams and the rest. Um, so I'm, I'm a late bloomer maybe in that sense, um, but it feels good. I mean, yeah. Suge, you said it. Like, And I haven't had a chance to watch a ton of other games, but I, I distinctly remember watching other teams play back in the day and just being like, oh, God, look, this is what an actual offense looks like. <laughs> like, This is what it looks like when your team actually gets a first down every once yep. in a while. Oh, man, this is – God, we're so far away from this. And and why now, is it so when, easy? Why is it so easy for other teams? Right. Yeah, and now I watch – Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, look at those wide receivers making crazy plays in the ball. What the, What's that like? And and now yeah I watch I watch other teams and I'm like God this is awful yeah. oh my God like this is this is this is what it's like to watch other teams play so I mean that I think that has happened over the course of this year because this offense has been clicking pretty much even that 18 field goal game I mean they they moved the ball well they scored on six out of eight possessions on that which game. I should say great. props props need to be given to our significant others <laughs> and. Being able to, as not as original fans, but being able to adopt our teams or be able to watch games with us and be able to see that, like to not have the emotional investment and watch some of those games, man, you had to just be like, especially if you had me, I'm thinking like Carrie, right? She's used to watching Favre and Rodgers, and all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? EJ Emmanuel, like EJ Emmanuel, like. (laughs) JP, like what? Who are the? Like, why are you a fan of this team? And right, I mean, it all builds up to to mean something much more. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's um, man, there's a yeah, I mean, there's like, a lot of bad football. Jackie, to the to to that point today, actually took the kids to her parents' house for a hot minute. So I watched most of the game by myself here. And when she came home, I was like, "Yeah, the Bills scored fifty six points today." And, she, and for a brief second, I went like, what? And I was like, yeah. And then she kind of shrugged like, yeah, they do that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, th- That's awesome. The, wow. the best is so, Jay's fully on board of being a Bills fan. But his mom, who I, we've spent a lot of time with, right, recently, who's not a, a football fan, wouldn't even know, you know, the Bills, Shocking. really. When uh, Mackenzie returns the punt... His mom, his, his phone texts right away, and her, his mom texted, I can literally hear Cassie screaming right now. Like, that is, <laughs> which was so true. I was screaming. I was like, yeah, you can probably hear me screaming all the way in Florida. But it was so funny. It was like, right in that moment, I'm like, oh, she definitely saw the play. Like, she's, I mean, watching the game. So it was that's pretty exciting for me. They have their way. All right, well, not, like I said, not much else we can say. Um, we didn't really even talk about Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs because what else are you can say about them? I mean, they're breaking all the records. We're all seeing it. You know, it's, it doesn't take some kind of stirring analysis to say, "Hey, watch out! Watch these guys, Buffalo Bills fans." I mean, yeah, I, we've patted on our backs for or the hey, patted ourselves on the back for a long time for being really early on the Matt Milano hype train. We were very early, even on the Kyle Williams hype train. That's all this this podcast has been going on, but now. It's so easy to be on all the Buffalo Bills hype trains. Like, there's really nothing for us to say. Like, and it's not that we're just we're the first ones on the an- we're the first ones on the Antonio Williams train, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Tyler Manikiewicz yeah, chain. After his performance today, two touchdowns. Nobody's going to notice him. 
Yeah, I know, but we said it first because everyone else hasn't gotten their sh- their shows up yet. That's right. Well, on that note, uh, Suge, clink us out of here. We'll do a little wild card. Let's get that wild card. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the it's the, the wild card. This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We kind of still kind of do so drinking beer. I actually wasn't going to have anything to drink all day today, but for this segment, I went and made a little a little cocktail of some Svedka and Aha. Uh, do recommend can't really go wrong it's probably like 70 calories in this and it's probably going to be juiced up the same as like nine beers so um there you have it billy's putting his labat blue light to the camera no change there for him i got full blue heavy full bodied today Mm. tom feeling billy must be taking tomorrow off um suge coming to you now i know you're uh, a working man i don't know if you're imbibing today no um no, I got nothing. I bu- I bought more of the beer that I told you guys about last week. That Kings, uh, whatever, County Collaborative, Kings County Brewery Collective. I mean, this was KCBC. That was there the was best stuff. story I've ever told. There's good stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. That's good. That's all I got. I got nothing new. Cast you tapping the tapping Rockies. The Rockies keeping Colorado chill. Little Coors Light. Well, Bill brought a couple things to our attention before we hit record, uh, and it was tweeted out also that on the 28th anniversary of the of the comeback, uh, Frank Reich stamps his card to return to Buffalo uh, after a game in which the team from Houston, although now losing to the team, the Oilers would become 41-38, to just like in the comeback game. So a lot of weird synergy there, too, Bill. I don't think we touched on the fact that the Titans are the... Oilers of old, and they beat the now team for Houston by the same score. But here we are, here we are, folks. Uh, but uh, Lars, take, Lars take you could, super, yeah, you you could find a song that represents that, right? Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure where you would go with that, but that's that, that's a whole another segment, probably. To write or to like to source? <laughs> no, not to source. Like a, you know, there's yeah. some song by like Cat Stevens that represents this like twisted world that comes back in all sorts of ways, and it's ultra, you know, this ultimate paradigm. And I, I feel like this is like the second time in a few weeks you've brought up Cat Stevens to me, and I'm not sure if you're just now discovering Cat Stevens <laughs> or, or what the connection there is. But yeah, he's all right. I mean, I got I got teaser and the fire cat here on the wall behind me. Um, and I think that um, I think that one of or several of the maybe next year hosts are trademark attorneys. So I know their skin crawls whenever we play the shout song and when when we play "Don't Do It" by the band, and when we even use the Bills logo. So to them, I say, folks, uh, we're small time. Nobody cares. Suge, coming to you. Get us going on today's wild card. Oh wow. Um... That was a big aside. Um, all right. Well, I don't know how to tie into that, but all I know is that, um, you know, today, this week, I threw out my baby's crib. It was very sad. Oh, uh, no. You like, threw it out? Uh, and, and, no, ain't nobody. We ain't no having no more babies. Yeah, yeah and the baby's not. Day. The baby well, wasn't well, yeah, in. No, but There's no baby. A... Yeah. What? I was just saying she's not a baby. She's I was just making sure that our viewers know or our listeners know that there's not a baby in the crib currently. Oh, that was lost! Oh my god! No, 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 no! There's no babies! No, no, no! I didn't lose a child. No, my little punk ass 
Bills fan is eight years old and precocious as hell, and you can't stop her. But she doesn't need to. Okay, now now define precocious. Hmm. Nothing. Precocious. Continue. I don't know. I don't even know how to spell precocious, man. That's that's yeah. Anyways, great. Um, so. You know, I threw that out, and as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, so much stuff is changing, you know? Like, and, and, and in a good way, I don't, we don't need this stuff. Like, we don't, uh, no interest in having a baby and diapers and all that other stuff. But more importantly, like, all these things that I used to have to do for the bills, you know, like with the, with the traditions, the chips and salsa, the defense wings, the this and the that, like, just like, it doesn't really matter. Now, don't get me wrong. This shirt... These jeans and this underwear I have worn every game this week, right? And or every game this year, including like Cassie when I used to meet you at Lincoln Station back when we used to be in the world. Um, but so there's some things that I'm I'm still trying to make a point of doing, but the, all the little things it's like it doesn't matter. Like I don't care like if the my when I put my soap on my poof in the morning it doesn't fill the right way or whatever. <laughs> like anything that like I used to worry about it didn't make any sense. Why do you care? But like I was like, "Oh, well, it was cuz I did this. Cuz I did this. It's bad juju in the environment. Now the bale's going to lose." But they're just so damn good, guys. They're just so good. So I'm all about throwing out the old nasty feelings, right? The the Billsy, the expression Billsy, we threw that out at the beginning of this season or the end of last season. Um, yep. You know, this this feeling that oh, we're gonna we're gonna play down to an appointment. That's even the best Bills, even the what well, what used to be the best Bills. Let me take that back. Even the Super Bowl Bills used to play down to opponents. Well, guess what? This year, this team doesn't do that, right? Nope. So maybe we need to let go of that too. So we're letting go of all these preconceived notions that we had about our Buffalo Bills. And we're just looking to this bright, beautiful future of 2021, hopefully without a coronavirus in the next six months or whatever. Uh, and maybe next year, it's just going to be back to, not back to normal, but it's going to be back to Bill's country, right? Mm. And so, um, and, and, and it's just, so what is it that you are taking and throwing out of your house, just like you're throwing out the old perceptions of the Buffalo Bills, like, frankly, not just us guys, the rest of the country is also throwing out their old perceptions of the Buffalo Bills. So what are you yeah. throwing out for 2021? Cass, starting with yeah, you. I, actually, Jay and I had a conversation about this earlier. We were riding up the chairlift, and we kept on look. Well, let, let, let me just ask, because I, I ask you this. So you know that our good friends that used to live across the street, you know they moved. Are you guys looking to move anytime soon? I don't. I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. Nothing. Nothing on the okay. horizon that I know about. I just. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not insinuating a child. You being with child or anything like that. I just feel like you guys have been there for a long, long time. I don't know if if, if an upgrade was was on Pret- the horizon. Not that you need to upgrade. You guys have a gorgeous place. No, no. Place. I, it's we'll we'll see. There's you know we're keeping our options open, but. Uh, what the hell is going on, Bill? I'm not sure, but like, Cassie definitely wait, is leading. We were just, we were just in the middle of something, and then suddenly Lars was like, "Are you moving? Are you having a baby?" Like I was like, "What? I thought we were throwing shit out. What is happening?" That was a big they, right turn. They threw, they threw out your, wild, they threw out your some, wild card. Apparently, <laughs> they threw my my wild card was like suddenly turned into like family planning session. Here's what I'm what in God's about. name. <laughs> No, Cassie was in the Thanks, middle of Trump. something. You were on the chairlift with your yeah, rich ass. I was on the chairlift, and we were watching the spread move today. And it started out Bills minus one, 
then went to Bills plus one. Then it went to Bills plus two. And then I think it ended at Bills like plus three and a half. And we could not wrap our minds around why it was moving. And we were like, are we missing something? And I'm on Twitter. Nope, don't see anything on Twitter. Are we sitting all these people? Nope. And we're like, but Vegas usually knows. Vegas usually knows. And what I'm throwing out is Vegas don't know shit about these Buffalo Bills. They didn't know. (laughs) I knew. I knew. I took the Bills on the money line when they were even a plus one. Because people don't pay attention. They don't know what's going on. And I'm throwing all all these people out there that don't believe in the Bills. Vegas, who had us as a home underdog when we're playing for the second seed in the playoffs. Like, screw y'all. Like, you guys are done. I'm not listening. I'm not paying attention. And I'm not questioning myself and going to Twitter and being like, what am I missing? I'm not missing anything. The, everyone out there, Vegas today missed something. Yeah, Kess, this was like the, the the whole like existential crisis that Jeff and I were having before the Niners game. When the when the Bills went from favored to dogs after the game was moved to a neutral site. Yeah. So they went from the away team to the neutral team and then somehow lost seven points in the process. And Jeff and I just like kept throwing money at it. And I think we made like 300 bucks that night because it made no sense. And sorry, I threw, we, my husband and I kept on putting money on it. That money came all right back to us. Yes. Bad somebody girl. once Bad said girl. to me. Somebody once said to me that early money uh, is the is the really smart money, right? Like the, the like when when you first get that first spread, that's usually the most accurate. And then late money is all the emotional money that like people that don't know anything about sports bet. Um, Absolutely. So like. Right, so it's like sometimes it's good to wait, and so then you just like, okay, well that's the that's the real spread. But if you think that there's going to be some emotional swing one way or the other, and I think that's what it was. It was like all these people like, oh, the bills are going to rest every, the bills are going to rest everybody, you know, blah blah blah. And so, ah, uh, yeah. So so, but Cassie, you're right. Like nobody knows more about the bills than you, right? Other than the you know, like whatever. Sal knows more about the bills than you, right? Um, and and maybe one or two other people on on on. But even you hear people like. People that I really respect and love the perspective of, like Greg Cassell, you know, like yeah, yeah, he gives some he gives some really nice insights about the Bills in the context of the rest of the league and some of the the, the specific plays that he sees that are really impressive and, and and I think it's nice to hear that. But in terms of knowing the Bills, nobody knows the Bills more than you. Nobody spends this much time. No sports writer spends this much time paying attention to the Bills, you know. Um, and so, I mean, it's, well, it's on that point, Suge. I, I, yeah. I have found myself with like the national pundits, and I've always kind of thought this about like they're, but they were always like were right about the Bills because they dogged the Bills, and then the Bills would always, the, the Bills would always let us down, you know. But they always backed into their points to get right because the Bills were going to screw it up, but never the way they said they were. But I listen to them now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But then I think, why am I listening to you about other teams? If you're this wrong about my team, surely you're not better with the other 31. Like, what's what's the point of you? Totally. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I talk about people like Greg Cassell, like with the NFL matchup show and things like that. Like, he actually puts the time in and learns. Like, so he says intelligent. He doesn't say he's never like way off about the Bills, you know, like when he's talking about them. And he does give good insight. So there's people like that. There's, you know, I don't know. There's there's some of the other guys that that, they do give you some good insight. Um, 
And then also you just have to sometimes look at the stats, like because that's all you have, right? When when all you have is like bullshit pundits and things like that, or you watch fucking Derrick Henry and just know that he's good, you know? Like right. there's 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 those things. So I mean, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awesome, Cassie, to let go of 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 the idiots that are out there. And speaking of pundits, when you were on your little jag about Frank from the radio.com, I definitely thought that you were talking about Frank from uh, B-Bill's MNY. And I was like, what the hell? What like what just happened? What is going no, on? No, fuck him too, okay? <laughs> I bet you he speeds in a work zone. You know what, what I- are you getting rid of, Lars? What am I getting rid of? Yeah. I was thinking about this today. Because I have wondered for a long time how I'm going to approach this. And that is um, Pats fans. And I was thinking of one guy in particular. Billy, I got a, I got a text from Hess today. And okay. I, I was thinking, did, did Hess even watch the Pats game today? Um, and I love Hess. And he's, he's, but he's even said, like, yeah, I didn't really start following the Patriots until like 2004. And, and Hess is damn near 40. And um, I love him, but like, and I'm not gonna name names, but like, he's got a buddy who, like, he knows through the Pats. And like, I just can't stand this guy. And I know, I know for a fact that if I was to ask this guy, like, what what do you think of the Pats this year? He would be like, Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched them. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I have I haven't put on a Patriots shirt or a hat or anything. And yeah, I, I, I nothing. Which is everything that I expected to happen. And for years I've said these people are going to vacate that stadium and vacate that team like rats off a ship the moment they're, they're, they're hard to watch. And, and I got to thinking like those people don't deserve their team. They don't deserve those Super Bowls. They don't deserve the great teams because they don't, they're not there to suffer with their team when they're at the low points. And then I got to thinking, you know what, Bill... Jeff, to a lesser extent, Cass, Suge, me, we deserve these Buffalo Bills because we were there to suffer. So what am I throwing out? I'm throwing out even thinking about Pats fans because fuck them. They don't even exist. They're dead to me. They don't, they, they're not even a thing. And you know what? God bless the Southie who was there through thick and thin. And I'm sure there's one or two of those guys out there, maybe a dozen if they're lucky. But for everybody else, you know what? I don't know you. I don't have to think about you anymore because your team is lousy and going to be lousy for a long time. So you've gone away. Maybe someday you'll come back as a Pats fan and get to pretend again. But for now, you're gone. Your history. I can't wait to see Gillette Stadium at half capacity in the second half of every Bills game for the next 10 years. Love it. Yeah. I um, I, I love not feeling like Anytime I see somebody in something Pat-wise, like, I don't feel like immediately I need to go over and cause them physical harm. Like, don't... Here's the thing, though, Cass. I, 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 won't, I won't think that now, because if I see somebody in Pat's gear, which I don't think I will, <laughs> yeah. they, they might actually be a genuine fan. Because right now, it's hard to wear Pat's gear. Have you guys had anyone come up to you and be like, oh, you know, Bill's, like, oh, you guys are, you know, doing well. Oh, yeah. Dude, Everybody wants had, to like, talk a about the Bills now. Conversation with a buddy at the playground yesterday. So I roll up. I'm wearing my Bills mask, and he was like, he looked at me. He goes, "Oh, you're a Bills fan?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh, say it ain't so." And I was like, "Oh, some stupid ass cocky motherfucking Eagles fan." Here we go. And and it was like, I'm from Western New York. I'm driving there tomorrow to watch the game with some buddies. Go Bills. I was like, Oh hell 
Yes. So the entire time I was at the playground for 30 minutes, I was just chatting up with this guy. It was great. I told him to listen to our yeah. podcast. Hopefully he's listened to this one. Yeah. Some guy, I mean, it's so funny because there's – yeah, go ahead. Go. I was going to say, some guy came you know, came with me while well, I'm in this tennis league, and this guy was like, oh, you know, it was after the Monday night win. Uh, he was like, oh – Oh, so you're wearing the hat, you know, you know, the Bills Bills won, so you decide to wear the hat. I'm like, no, dude, I've worn this hat like oh. every day for the past like fifteen years or like some something Bills, right? Every day. So fuck you. Dude. Um uh, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I would put somebody on blast so hard. I've got so many uh, so many comebacks to that exchange already in the chamber. I've thought through this a half a dozen times. <laughs> Hell no. Nobody's nobody better bring that shit to me. No, 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 no. And, and, and actually, on on the same by the same token, when people like want to come talk to me about the Bills who aren't Bills fans, I'm kind of like, yeah, fuck you, go away. Like you don't want to talk to me for the last 15 years. You don't get to talk to me now that Josh Allen's the best thing on planet Earth. Like, no, 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 get out of here. Yeah, my team's awesome. Yeah, great. I, you want to be a Bills fan? Great. Hop on board. You better be here when they're bad too. I do. Well, I, you know what I did? Go ahead. I was just say I do appreciate on the other side of it when people. Are like, hey man, pulling for your bills, you know? Like, oh, I thought about you because they they've seen me so many goddamn times with something Buffalo Bills on. They're like, ah, I should probably throw this guy a bone. Yeah, and it does feel nice because because people nowadays will be like, hey, those bills are looking pretty sharp. But like, my response to them is usually like, yeah, they are, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> right. Well, I I'll say that the, I will say that there's people that are like have no, they're clearly not Bills fans. But they just get excited when they see someone in Bill's gear. And they're like, hey, hey, you're a Bill's fan. There was a guy at the deli counter at the Jewels, right? Like, I was, like, getting a salad before going over to clinic and just pick up food. And they're like, hey, 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 man. Yo, those Bills. Those Bills are doing good, man. He's like, yeah, I, I, I like that Josh Allen guy. You know, and so it's like, it's clear, like, that he's not, like, he's not trying to jump on the bandwagon. But he's like... I'm excited about this team, and like maybe that's the sign of a new, genuine fan, you know? Because people are allowed to become fans later in life, right? Like if you're not tied to any team or whatever. Now you shouldn't be the bandwagon fan. You shouldn't be, you know. But you know, look, we all got, we all caught the bug at some point, right? And not everybody caught the bug when they were seven. Right. And so, you know, Jay caught the bug at a fully grown age from another team, but he did it the right way, watching the Bills when they sucked and then watching them get better. And so everybody gets the bug. I mean, everyone's allowed to get on board. Just don't be a fucking Pats fan and then jump off board when if when we're not good at some point in the future, which is never going to happen. So you're good. I I almost want to to those people. I want to say like. And yes, Suge, I've had those experiences, and it's it's always like the deli counter guy, of course, of course. And he's always yeah. like, yeah, man, them bills, all right, let's go bills. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do struggle with that a little bit. I guess maybe I can I can ease up a bit. However, I think you've given me a good, like, litmus test. I can say to them, yeah, yeah, go bills, absolutely, man, it's great, isn't it fun? Have you ever cheered for the Pats? No? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 go bills, man, yeah, welcome <laughs> right. aboard. Yeah, you can cheer for my team, whatever you want. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Oh, Lord. You're, I mean, it's just, it's you're so up, fun, buddy. Guys. You're up. Suge, this is all you. You're, you're the last to go. Wait, what am I getting? I already said. Wait, who didn't Wait, go? No, I, I didn't go. I already went. Bill didn't go. I didn't go. Bill, I'll, Bill I'll didn't go. go. Okay. I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm throwing out? I'm throwing out all the years. Wait, does it have to be specific to 2020? Fuck it. Whatever. I'm, no, I'm wrong with this. Whatever you want, man. Dude, I'm throwing At out. At this point, no. Yeah. I'm throwing out. 
the old pregame keys to victory. And the keys to victory involving something that says fill in the blank, runs the ball, or you know, pounds the pounds the ground, or whatever, right? Like something about the Bills needing to have success in the running game in order to win the game. And the only reason that they were referencing that in past years is that it's the only sense of offense that we had, right? It's the Marshawn Lynch. It's the <laughs> C.J. Spiller. It's the Fred Jackson, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's so nice just to not have to even think about that, see that, because you know that the teams that are going to win are going to be the ones that are putting up points. We've had, what, how many straight games where we've put up 30 points? Can't even count. I mean, A more lot. or less, yes. Can't even count, right? Um, so... That's the thing I'm throwing out. Three. Love, yes. yes. Okay, three. Let's pretend it's, it feels like it's 17. <laughs> um, they have they have scored 26 or more. Well, yeah. since November 8th, they've scored point. at least 26 points. You get the you get the point. Air raid attack. Just love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, Billy, you say that, like, what's the key to the other team beating us? Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen both breaking their legs. I mean, that's, like... Other than that, the key to winning is you got to score 30 points. You got to figure out a way against this defense and against this special teams unit, which again, we talked about Tyler Bass. Sal just tweeted out Bojo's going to lead the league in punting. And you don't ever kick return against us. So, like, you're not, you're probably not going to get a special team score against us. Okay. So, you got to figure out 30 way, thir- a way to get to 30 without a special team score because Bojo doesn't even punt ever. And when we do kick off, it goes straight out to the back of the end zone. Um, and Josh Allen, again, knock on wood, doesn't turn it over. So your defense probably ain't scoring either. So you have to figure out thirty or a way to score 30 points against Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and Trey White. While yeah, Matt Milano's guys- breathing down your fucking throat, while Ed Oliver's coming right into your lap, and while Jerry Hughes is coming around the corner. Like, that's that's it. That's the key to winning. you got to figure out a, th- a way to get 30 points with all that going on. Yeah, we scored Period. 30 points. We scored 30 points. In 50% of our games. So 8 out of 16 games we scored. 30, and, that, and those are the ones we won. We also scored 30 points against Arizona and, and lost on that bullshit nonsense. Right? But that's 50% of the games that we... And two of those games that we did not score 30 points were against the Jets. Right? So it just tells you... Right, it just tells you that if, if given the opportunity, the likelihood, if we really needed to, is that we would be able to score thirty points against the Jets if we needed to. So, I mean, like it's it's incredible. I mean, you you take away the two losses, and th- this this offense is full of potential, right? It's just so full of potential. And 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 the cool thing is that I, this it's such a different team. Like, I want to throw out first half twenty twenty Bills, right? I want to throw out the memory of them because they're go. a completely different team no. now. No, because yeah. we would. No, I want them. To, I want yeah. the team to remember it. But I, I want to throw out my yeah, perception yeah. of them. My perception of them is it, it's not that old team, it, but it is. Well, but but Suge, So we started the season twenty-seven against the Jets, thirty-one against the Dolphins, thirty-five against the Rams, thirty against the Raiders, and then the slide sixteen and seventeen. And we didn't record after the Titans game, but so help me God. The fact that that team that game kept getting pushed and then pushed and then for ten days are you are we playing the Chiefs or are we playing the Titans are we playing which which team that appeared in last year's AFC Championship game are we going to play tomorrow oh we still don't know and meanwhile the Titans are on twelve days rest like 
Take that game. If you want to throw something out, take that game and fire it into the fucking sun. It means nothing. That game means nothing because this team was off kilter and the Titans were on unprecedented rest. I, I get that they weren't allowed to practice, but they were they were rested. And as we've said, like yes, that matters. They they were healthy. They were they were they were spry. We were not. We didn't know which team we were playing. We didn't know who to game plan for, and all of that contributed to us losing a fluke game, sixteen to forty two. And those conditions cannot and will not be recreated outside of a pandemic. Okay, it's true. And then it, the next yeah. week against yeah. the Chiefs. Take that game and throw that game out because I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, we are not going to play that defense against Patrick Mahomes. We are going to try to beat the Chiefs in a shootout. If this is the AFC Championship game, Bills, Chiefs, hammer the fuck out of the over because there's going to be 90 goddamn points scored in that game. We are going to stand in the middle of the ring and exchange haymakers with them all day. And we're going to bring the heat against Patrick Mahomes and make him beat us. And then we're going to turn around and score as fast as we can. That's going to be the game plan. It's the opposite of what we did. And we did that on purpose because we knew the next time we play the Chiefs is going to be the most meaningful game of the season. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, it's Lars. No, they ain't, they ain't much more I, to I, say. Wouldn't, I wouldn't mind <laughs> if that defense, that kind of defensive plan of attack, sh- shows itself a little. But there's no way in hell our offensive game plan would even be close to that Kansas City game, right? Like, I think the defense, we, no. we, we kind of had some of it figured out. But offense, you're right. We're just going to throw bombs. We're just going to be like, come and try. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Oof, yeah. yeah, and it's the days, not going to... The days keeping even, it close and winning on a razor's edge are over. And they, they did that against the Chiefs because it's the opposite of what we do, and it's the opposite of what they can expect to see the next time they play us. Yeah, I mean, look, Tennessee, the aberration that Lars talks about, you know, Kansas City, we're just trying to get our feet going. But we're also not the team that beat the Jets 18-10. We're also not the team that squeaked by New England 24-21. We're right. a lot more the team that beat Seattle 44-34, right? Um, and, and, and forget Arizona with the fluke, but we're a lot more the team that crushed San Francisco and, and beat Pittsburgh when everybody thought that, okay, well, this is finally the Bills are playing a juggernaut, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like Pittsburgh has been like the uplifting moment of the season for the past two years where we're like, hey, we belong here. We're finally going to do it, whether it was winning a playoff spot last year or solidifying our place amongst the elite this year. Um, it's just it, we're not the team that we were before, right? And, and and the only thing you need to know to prove that is we beat New England 38-9 to the second time around, right? New well, England, was, it, the t- New England was, was the Bills of the past, right, where you play them close the first time, right? Yes. And 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 we're like, oh man, man, we were if that if Cam doesn't fumble that ball, we would have won that game, right? We were yes. right there. We were in scoring position. We were ready to go. Yeah. And then, then you go back. You're like, hey, next time we play them, man, it's going to be different. We're going to go to their house and then and whatever, right? And what happened? And then we would get drubbed the fuck out in Foxborough. Yes. Right. That's exactly this was the right. opposite in so many ways, especially because the second game where we drubbed the shit out of them was in Foxborough. Oh, so much sweeter. And to that point, Suge, they came out and they did like the whole nine defensive backs thing. So like, okay, we'll go ahead and run it. No, fuck that. You want to play nine defensive backs against the Bills? Good luck. You still got to stop us. 
we're not going to change our offensive alignment and our offensive approach just because you're doing this defense. No, you're, that defense still has to prove that it can stop us. Just because yep. that is th- theoretically the defense that can stop us doesn't mean it's the defense that can actually stop us, and that's the difference now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. If the Bills end up playing the Chiefs, hammer the over <laughs> as hard as you can. <laughs> Yeah, says we says at, the we Swedish at, goalie. <laughs> yeah. Lars, remember we looked at like the blitz percentage. You you put out that stat of like every game. And the Kansas City game was a massive aberration in the statistics for mm-hmm. our for our defense, for our offense and whatever. It was just uncharacteristic of our entire season. Even, you know, the bills that I'm throwing out from the beginning of the season to the bills that are throwing out now, but that was just a, a, a major 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 aberration. And I don't think that they were necessarily looking forward, but I think they just learned something. They said, "Hey, let's try this." Well, that sure as hell didn't work, you know. And but then they start. I also think there was a component of believing in yourself it, that says, you know I, I what? Think they were looking this forward. kid's pretty freaking good. I hope so. I hope so. I think so. they were looking forward. Yeah, I do. I do. Man, but right, isn't well, it nice to be able to look forward to the fucking playoffs? <laughs> we can look forward to the fucking playoffs. And Sue, I tell you what, there is a there's a good possibility. And again, we don't talk about jinxes anymore. Fire that shit into the sun too. Yep. There's a good chance the next time you hear the sound of our voices will be after the first Buffalo Bills playoff win since, what, 1995? Is it 25 years since the last playoff win, too? 96? Whatever 95. it is. Um, that's coming. 95. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be – you may not hear all of our voices if you don't, if we if that does not happen, because I think it will be a massive disappointment. And there will be, there will be at least one of us that is too depressed to actually talk. Yeah, that's a good call, actually. Yeah, if if you are hearing from us next week, it's because the Bills have won their first playoff game. <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> fuck that. Hey, hey maybe we'll hear from Jeff too. Who knows? Well, who knows? We'll have to we'll have to see what yeah, his we'll plans see. are. You'll fire us. We'll see if Jeff's a Bills fan. That we'll see if Jeff's a Bills fan that week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's folks, right. Tell I your said friends, it, Jeff. Tell your neighbors. Tell everybody in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. Until next week. Go, go Bills. Bills. Twenty twenty, baby. Make me wanna Shout.